When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to Garibaldi Red. Nottingham Forest are through in the Carabao Cup after a comfortable 3-0 win at Grimsby Town last night as Ryan Yates and two goals for Sam Surridge saw the Reds into the next round and into the hat. And we're going to discuss that and look ahead to the Spurs game in the company of Greg Mitchell. Greg, morning, how are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, very well. Nice, easy drive home last night, so fresh as a daisy. Well, yeah, fresh <laughs> as a daisy. Anyone who follows Greg's wife, Laura, on Twitter, at rlawsy, L-A-U-Z-Y, will know Greg certainly... In- don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Greg enjoyed his trip to Goodison Park. Did you enjoy your trip to Blundell Park then? Uh, well, I was looking forward to it more than I enjoyed it. The game was great, but... I was one of the rare ones that found the rubbish chippy, so yeah, not in a rush to go back. No, no. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't want to go to those grounds too often, no offence, <laughs> unless it's a cup game, that's fine, but enjoying the Premier League, certainly. In terms of the match itself, who stood out for you? Uh, anyone really put their hands up, do you think, for the Premier League? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Froiler, if that's how you say it, is just an absolute menace. Really enjoyed him. Loads went through him. Or Coyote played very well. You could see a lot went through him. Uh, not so much for the Premier League, but for a potential very lucky loan club, I thought Mighton was excellent. I think he looks so sharp and you can see if he just plays week in, week out, he, he could potentially be such a good player. He was the exciting one. When the ball went to Mighton, he was so quick and turning, didn't, even, didn't always work, but it, it was exciting to watch. Let's pick up on a few specific players then who might feature more in the Premier League and one who probably won't, but uh, another promising one for the future, starting with Sam Surridge, who got the two goals. I mean, I thought it was a real demonstration of why Forrest have to keep him in the squad this season, even if he's on the bench for, you know, you're chasing a game with 10 minutes to go. He's so good in front of goal, isn't he? There were two top finishes again last night. I think he probably is the player that, if he's 20 yards out and he's got the ball, you want him to have it more than anyone because I think his shooting, his accuracy is just superb. Some stats were put up last night on Twitter. I haven't checked whether they're true, but they were just phenomenal with how good he is and how, you know, how, how good his goal-scoring record is once he gets that ball. So, yeah, he was excellent. I mean, yeah, league to opposition, and but they were very much up for it. You know, that's their cup final, isn't it? Sold out Blundell Park. It was loud. Bit like us last season playing these Premier League teams, they really do step it up. So, I think it was a good test for these players, and a lot of them came out of it very well. Yeah, I think is it nine in? I'm going to butcher this stat. Nine in twenty-six now, or something for Forest for Surridge. He's you know only a handful of starts. He's been way better than we thought he would be, hasn't he yeah. so far? Without being disrespectful, when he came in January, we didn't we weren't expecting too much, but he's delivered, hasn't he? Well, he wasn't getting in the Stoke team, was he? Yeah. Another one of these players that Cooper and Murphy and whoever finds and they just know. 
I remember having a conversation with Murphy actually shortly after they'd signed him saying how he was after him at Barnsley and the way he spoke about him like an NFL player, you know, his stature and the way he works and his muscle, everything. And they got him and he's, he's proved vital for us. Yeah, he's not going to start every week, but what a player to have if and when needed. Another one we should touch on. You mentioned there, Freuler. I think it's Freuler is how we're saying it. Mm. It feels like there's an air of inevitability about him for me in terms of he's going to play all the time in the Premier League. He, yeah. he, is it just a touch of class? Is he a, a workman on the pitch? What kind of player was he? Does he look like? It's a matter of time. And I think he's one of those players that you don't necessarily always notice him. A bit of like a Gerard or, you know, those players that just keep grinding it out and doing it. And yeah, it is definitely going to be a matter of time. The conductor, isn't it, they call him. And you, you can see that sticking here. I think he's an excellent player. We'll come on to our midfield for the you know the Spurs game in a bit, but he's yeah he's got to be in the conversation, hasn't mm. he? Um, Emmanuel Dennis, another one who started, who came in. What did you make of him? Yeah, he he had a couple of shots early doors that like side netting, and a lot of the ball was going to him, and he clearly wants to score because he's shooting, which I love to see. But not so much Matt Fitness because he had that at, at Watford, but maybe he just needs a few more games and. Yeah, he'll get them in the Premier League, definitely. But I think that's why Cup Run's good as well, to get these players playing, because it would have been vital for someone like him last night. Mm, true, true. Uh, thanks to everyone who's joined us and um, commenting from you know, around the world uh, as as on Monday. One question uh, here from James Vincent, I'll just put up. I mean, Mbe So played. James thinks he's ready. There's a bit of traffic in front of him, isn't there? Mm. Uh, do you think a loan's still better for him? I'd like to keep him. Uh, because we are, we are going to get injuries. I I wouldn't I'd be shocked if I saw him in the starting lineup on uh, Sunday, definitely. But yeah, I wouldn't be in a rush to to loan him out. I'd I'd suspect someone like him would probably have a bigger chance of being sold for some money. But um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to keep him and and keep him keep an eye on him, keep him close. Uh, Tim's asking about Kriate's injury. I don't think he was injured. I read Cooper's comments saying he was basically knackered. Uh, mm. Uh, and that's why he came off. It's a slight worry that so many players aren't match fit, but obviously games like this will certainly help them. What about the youngsters? It's always good to see young kids come on. Quite a lot of debutants. Aaron Donnelly was the one who started on the left-hand side. Did yeah, he, he did. And in the first half, he got a real bad knock. And then Grimsby hit it down the right-hand side. I thought, oh, no, we're in trouble here. Because you, you could see him limping. And, it's, you know, you're close to the pitch. You could see it pain in his face and he recovered ever so quick put a good tackle in and he just looked like he was having the time of his life and you, you saw the pictures from I think the second goal or whatever goal it was and they, mm. the young lads just looked delighted and there's no prouder fan seeing like some of your own coming through and, and making, I mean some of them were debuts but making an impact How bothered are you about well, um, especially the Carabao Cup. The FA Cup's a bit different. Is the Carabao Cup one one you're not really interested in until he gets the quarterfinals, or are you, are you right up for it? I'm right up for it. You never know who we're going to get the next... I mean, it's different again this season because that blooming World Cup, but mm. I'm right up for it. And now, like it or not, we're one of those teams in the position where, you know, League Cup Wembley appearance... <laughs> I know I'm doing it again, but... It's not out of the ordinary for a Premier League side, is it? Even the lower the Premier League side. So we're suddenly one of those teams where we should be giving it a go. And with our squad depth, we can. Yeah, Villa made the final a couple of years ago when they were newly promoted. I think they lost to Man City and you know they were struggling down the bottom of the league. So I think definitely Forrest can do it. 
And we'd love another trip to Wembley, obviously. I'm not sure it'll top the last one, but it'd be good fun. Uh, someone already says they want Derby in the next round. I saw oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Leicester <laughs> absolutely scraped through. So, yeah, a tie against certainly Derby would be uh, a good one. Right. Let me ask you about, before we go on to the Spurs game, uh, the player Forrest are linked with, because I said we'd talk about this, the striker, because we've been talking about Surridge. Uh, Bordeaux striker, I'm going to say this wrong, Hwangi Joe. A five million or four million pound agreement. Forest look like they're going to sign him. They're going to loan him to Olympiacos for a year, and then maybe he comes back. Maybe he doesn't on a three-year contract. If that happens, smart business. Is it a bit weird? What do you think about it? Well, it's not going to affect us, is it? Because it, whether he'll come through us and get that Premier League badge, but he's it, not going to play for us. And if he really does kick on at Olympiacos, he's there and ready to go straight away. So. I don't see it as a bad thing. I see it as a benefit as, you know, who our owner is and who he owns. When when he first took us over, I remember the Olympiacos fans, they were all saying, oh, Forest feeder club, Forest... Like, tables are turned now, haven't they? And they don't think they necessarily like that as such, but they're going to get the benefits this side. And, the, you know, the Greek Super League isn't as competitive as the Premier League, so it might be very good for them and it could benefit them greatly, so... Yeah, I don't see it as being an issue. Plenty of clubs have done this before, Watford with the teams they own. And, you know, it, it's not out of the ordinary now. It's just the modern way of thinking. And I'm all for it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm not fussed. It's a bit odd. It's an odd sign. I mean, like Mike points out in the comments, he's 30 this weekend. I question whether he's going to be any better than Sam Surridge. And, you know, I don't think he is, but I haven't seen him play. My only worry is Forrest end up stockpiling players. But like you say, he's going to Olympiacos. And I suspect it might be one we never see in a Forrest shirt mm. if it does happen. So we'll have to wait and see. But personally, I'd certainly like to see Surridge kept around if we've already got Dennis, Awani, Brennan, you know, all these other players who can play up front. We'll come on to the Spurs game uh, a bit more now then and talk about team selection and who's going to play at the back people are commenting on that but first uh, I spoke to Ricky Sachs from the last word on Spurs podcast in sort of a player exchange deal because Greg you spoke with him to give the forest point of view and that will go out on their podcast uh, whenever later today I guess so I'm going to play this uh, video in with Ricky it's about eight minutes long we'll get the Spurs verdict on how they see the game a uh, bit on Jed Spence, bit on Tanganga and Region, who've been linked with Forest. Uh, so if people just uh, take that uh, take that in for the next eight minutes or so, and then we'll be back with Greg on the other side. Here we go. Point banker, or is it a, a little more than that coming to the city ground, do you think? Well, I think Forest are going to be really up for this. It's a, it's a derby in some kind. I mean, it's a, maybe not essentially a London derby to some degree, but a, a game which I think is going to be really, really uh, hard fought. I think, as we've seen in the Premier League this season, there's no easy game. And I think Forest are going to use the city ground as being trying to be their real fortress this season. I think if Forest are going to stay up, a lot of it's going to come down to their home form. And I think we've already seen that, you know, they're going to make it hard for teams to go there and get results, bearing in mind, obviously, um, the recent result against West Ham. So for Spurs, certainly not an easy game. I think for Conte, obviously, there's a belief now inside Spurs' camp where they feel that they're better than last season. They've obviously added to the squad in terms of the summer. But I think as we've seen with Spurs' start, that bearing in mind they brushed aside Southampton quite comfortably on the opening day. I think we all admit that probably Chelsea wasn't our greatest performance, but Spurs up at Stamford Bridge, a place that we've only won once in 21 years, to come away with a point, you take that. And then last week against Wolves, um, if I'm being honest with you, I think we got quite lucky. Spurs weren't at their best first half, were quite poor. 
you know, it's a case where under Conte now Spurs are grinding out the results. And for some, it's not the most prettiest football, but it is just getting that job done. And Conte, like I say, if you look at the fixtures in correlation to last season, Spurs are seven points up against those fixtures. So it's been a decent start. I think seven out of a possible nine, when you bear in mind the fixtures Spurs had in front of them. I think most Spurs fans would have taken that. But I don't think any Spurs fan will go into the Forest game understating Forest. I think, like I say, they've made a number of signings, which I think for the, for the coaching staff and for the scouting network, that can be quite difficult to try and put a game plan in place because of the amount of signings Forest have made. And I think, like I say, we've seen that with West Ham, obviously struggling up against yourselves. And I think Forest are going to be a bit of an unknown entity for a lot of clubs coming up against them because you're just not quite sure what that eleven's going to be. And it sounds like Forest's business still isn't done as we're, what, now a week away from the window closing. Forest have given up a lot of shots in games, especially at home included. Dean Henderson's been brilliant. But obviously, you've got two of the best finishers in the world. I know Son's been off it a little bit, but how... Um, How's Kane started? And am I right in saying has Son been off it a bit? He hasn't had the best start to the season from Son. But the thing with Son is, and we know this from doing last one on Spurs for the last five, six years, is that the minute you write Son off, he'll go and score the next game and make you look like an idiot. So you don't want to go too hard on Son in terms of him being off the boil. But he certainly isn't at his best right now. Harry Kane, on the other hand, he's already scored two goals in August in a month that we know with Harry. Normally it's a quiet month for him. And he's looked really, really good. I think he's had, what was it, three goals in five in pre-season. May have been actually been four out of five in pre-season. So he's looked really, really strong. He's carried on that form of pre-season into the start of the season, which is great to see. And I think you're seeing Harry Kane, a player that's just really, really enjoying his time now at Spurs under Conte. Obviously, there was that period where he wasn't happy. And, you know, I think a lot of Spurs fans, when Nuno got appointed, I think we all felt we wanted to get out. But um, if we're being honest with you, I think Kane now is really, really finding his feet. I think he's really, really happy with what he's now seeing at Tottenham. There's a real identity back at Spurs. There's a real self-belief about the direction the club is going in. And I think that just translates to Harry Kane now performing on the pitch. The wing-backs seem so important to the way Conte plays. And Perisic absolutely terrifies me if he plays. I mean, do you think he will play or will it be Sessegnon and Doherty? How are they going to line up there, do you think? I mean, Conte obviously changed it in the last game and gave Perisic his full debut, um, which, to be fair, listen, he was the creator of the goal for Spurs from the corner, essentially. Another assist for him, two already this season. Young is one of those players where, again, um, I had really high hopes that he would succeed under Conte. I think Conte's made that decision now where he sees him over Regulon, hence Regulon looking to leave the club. And again, a player that's been linked with you guys heavily over the last few days. It may just be a case of a toss-up on the day, really. I think, you know, the argument is, you'd argue maybe Sessegnon has got a, a bit more pace than Perisic, but Perisic's experience um, already in a league where it looks like he's been playing for years... It's difficult to know which way he'll go, but I think for Tottenham now, that that area, I think we're fairly comfortable on that left side, where if it is Sesson Young playing, um, we've now got a belief that he can provide, you know, some decent width down that side, some pace to be able to penetrate, some decent crosses in the box. But I think Spurs fans are really, really sold already on Perisic, and therefore I think there'd be a clamour from Spurs fans to see Perisic start against Forest. He's in my fantasy league team, so half me hopes he does and half me hopes he doesn't, <laughs> selfishly. Um, what about Jed Spence before I ask you about Reguilon? Obviously, Forest fans love him. It's not quite working out so far, but it's very early days at Spurs. How's it going with him? Really, really hard to know the situation with Jed Spence at the moment. Again, I'm really cautious to not go too overboard because he's a young player. Um, and again, that he's a club signing. I have to obviously emphasise that as you know what Spurs have obviously made clear and what Conte's made clear. 
um, has been omitted from the last two squads by Antonio Conte. I think with Conte, we've seen with all of his summer signings that, you know, they've got to prove their worth. They're not just going to walk into the first team. And I think that'll be the same for Jed Spence. There'll be a lot of work going on behind the scenes to get him up to the way Conte wants him to play football. And therefore, I think, you know, it won't be as imminent to see him playing regular football for Tottenham. I think it will just be a case where there'll be a transition period like we're seeing now where he's got to adapt behind the scenes in training to the way Conte wants him to play. And on that basis, you know, it might be a while since we see Jed Spence in the first team. And I think, you know, there's already been rumours this week as to whether would it have been worth sending him out on loan if he's not going to get regular first team football here. I mean, Spurs are in a position where they're going to play potentially up to 40, 50, 60 games this season. So I'm sure there will be game time for Jed Spence. And we have to bear in mind that, you know, we're still in August. It's still quite early. Conte likes to bed his players in. He doesn't like to throw players in the team. They need to earn his trust first. I think that's where we are with Jed Spence. Young player, massive prospect. Spurs fans really excited to see him. But Conte is the boss. And I think we have to trust in Antonio Conte, given where he took Tottenham to when he took over and obviously led them back into the Champions League and have made a decent start, seven out of nine points to start the season. Uh, last one I wanted to ask you about before we let you go, Ricky, is Reguilón and Tanganga, the two players for us, have got an interest in. Probably difficult deals to get over the line, but if they can get one or both of them, what kind of player would what players would Forrest be getting? Well, firstly on Reguilón, I mean, I'm just really disappointed it hasn't worked out for Tottenham. I think when we obviously announced that double deal with Gareth Bale, listen, we knew what Bale was going to bring to Tottenham in terms of goals and purpose. But I think everyone was quietly confident that Reguilón would actually prove to be the, the better long-term transfer of the two. And it seems just hasn't happened. Um, really unsure as to why. Again, under Nuno, you could probably argue he wasn't really a kind of player that would suit his system. But when Conte came in, you thought, you know, a wing back there that could really go on and develop and prove himself just hasn't happened. And it's really hard to put your finger on as to why. Conte obviously has made his mind up and he's chosen to go with Sessegnon now over Regulon, hence why he's letting, well, hence why he's allowing him to leave this summer. So I think for Forrest, they're getting a player that has got unbelievable pace. Um, but really lacks a decisive end product. So whether Steve Cooper can coach and train that, I think, again, that probably remains to be seen because if Conte feels he can't do that, then, you know, Conte would admit that he's not really had many regrets when he's let players go. And therefore, on that basis, I think one to kind of watch and see if he can develop at Forest if he does become a Forest player. On Tanganga, young player, came through Spurs' academy. There'll be an argument for Tanganga that he hasn't had regular game time at Spurs and therefore hasn't been able to find himself in a fluent team to be able to really push on as a player. But um, what I can only say about Tanganga, if I'm being brutally honest with you, is since his debut at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Liverpool... That's been his best game. And that's, I think, the real, real shame that we've never seen him really progress as a player. Maybe it won't be a loan that he needs, but I think Tanganga's in a place now where he wants to play regular first-team football. And while his dream, as we understand it, is to play for Tottenham, I think the player now at his age wants to be playing regular first-team football, which Forrest may be able to potentially offer, despite you signing the world at the moment, Matt. Yes, as everyone says, as everyone's noted, but it, hopefully it all works out for Forrest and hopefully it all works out for Spurs over the course of the season. My uncle's a big Spurs fan, so I do hope you have a, a good season apart from this weekend. Uh, thanks for joining us, Ricky. Very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, good luck for the weekend. There we go. Lovely man. Very slick hair, unlike me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed someone that. Someone needs try harder. <laughs> I don't know. Someone made a positive comment about me in the comment section. So I was like, you're right. <laughs> that was a bit weird, but thank you. Um, right. 
let's where should we start? Let's actually start with Jed Spence. Any Jed Spence regrets, or should he have any regrets? I guess I don't think Forrest actually ever went in back in for him because they made their mind upon Williams, but a bit of a sad situation with Jed. How do you feel about it? I think it was pretty clear from January that Spurs was his his destination, wasn't it? And it's up to him what happens now, I'd imagine. Whether he wants game time whilst he's so young still, he might have to drop crazily back into the championship, but I feel like we've we've done the right thing so far. I, I said that the other day, and um, yeah, it's sad for him, but he's got so much time and so much potential. It, it's not going to be a sad story for long, I'm certain. No, I think we were saying our WhatsApp group. I mean, if he came back on loan and Williams played left wing back, then I wouldn't be averse to that. But yeah, Toffolo's done well, so certainly no complaints uh, from me either way. Are you still there, or have you frozen? You're back. Sorry, yeah, didn't know what happened there. <laughs> That's all right. I was just wondering <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no problem. So, uh, yeah, Spence out of the way. Uh, just quickly on Region Tanganga. I've not seen that much of Tanganga. I've seen bits of Region. Region's a left wing back. One we need or not? I always get excited when I see what other clubs, which other clubs are linked with them. And one of the Milan clubs was linked with one of them, weren't they? So straight away in my fickle mind, I was like, yeah, we'll have him, please. <laughs> but um, yeah, again, the recruitment's just not showing any signs of stopping, is it? It's a surprise when you go a few days without a new announcement or without a solid lead. And these two seem to be like gathering pace. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got at least one of them. Yeah, I think... Um... Yeah, I think it might be difficult. Reguilón, I mean, he's a 25-year-old Spanish international. Who, you know, he played in Spain the last couple of years, so I still think that's a tough one to do. A lot of chat about AC Milan wanting Tanganga, but he's that kind of young, athletic, right-sided mm. defender. How did um, how did I saw Colin Frey calling Biancon, not Biancone? How did he do last night? It's, it's strange, isn't it? When you, I liked him. I, I thought, you know, he's impressive. He's a good number two. He's he he, he was putting some good balls in. And then uh, spoke to other people who weren't impressed at all with him, really. And they, they went back to the pre-season games where they say he didn't play very well. But I think there's a player there and a player that's going to be in the Premier League with us for quite a few games. Uh, and he, he was good last night. But, yeah, there's still work to do, isn't there, I suppose? And it's getting that game time for them. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? If we sign players as projects, you still have to give the project a chance to succeed. So I still mm. like to see him in and around it, certainly. What about the game itself then? I mean, I've been on here with you and you've been talking up Forest chances and this one I've been talking it down. But then I watched the Leeds game against Chelsea and they got about them and Newcastle, obviously a good side. I said this on Monday with McGugan and Mikey. Um, and they got about them and Wolves gave Spurs a game. It's not quite as one-sided as I thought it was going to be this season. Are you optimistic Forest can get something on Sunday? I'd look, I said to uh, the, the Spurs guy, I'd snap their hand off for a point. Usually I'm all about the wins, but I just think this is such a massive test and a massive team that Spurs are. They've built something now and I'm hoping they go Spursy and uh, like good old days. But yeah, they're, they're such a solid team. And, you know, like they say, Son hasn't started playing well yet. When he clicks, then whoever they're playing is in trouble. But I just think with our atmosphere, the way we play against these bigger teams and we're just biding our time and waiting for that counter and then we go like with Nico and then Morgan Gibbs-White's going to be there. You just never know. And it's all about momentum, I've noticed this season. Even Man U against Liverpool, I don't think they were as good as everyone said, but it was a game of momentum. And once they got on top, 
you know, they showed no sign of stopping. And I feel like that's what we've got to do by the time on Sunday, get an opportunity and take it and then, you know, see what happens. Hang on for dear life. Yeah, well, I think Forest are set up well to get at big teams at yeah. home, aren't they? We saw how Leeds, I mean, they pressed the life out of Chelsea and obviously Newcastle out wide with St. Maximin. Saw how he gave Joe Worrell, why he gave Joe Worrell problems. Obviously, he's a top player when he's on it. So, yeah, Forest can get at them. Certainly, I think there's something there for the taking. Who scares you most from the Spurs team? I said Perisic and obviously Kane. Is there anyone you're really worried about? Yeah, I still say Son. I still think it's he's such a quality player. He's, he's the player that I loved to watch last season. And I think, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be Son or Kane for me. Uh, but we we can we can get to them. We genuinely can get to them, and it it's not the team of old where it's a giant killer. We're we're a deserved Premier League side at home in a fortress that's the City Ground. We're so used to winning there, and we can really make it difficult for them. We really can. Let's go through the team then, and I'll let you pick an eleven as we go through it. Obviously, <laughs> Henderson in goal, back three still the same as Everton. McKenna, Cook, Worrell, they're all injury-free, aren't they, Touchwood, at the minute? Touchwood, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, although I did like Coyote last night, if one of them, just for a bit more pace in the back three, possibly, as well. But I do think we stick with that back three for now. But if there are injuries or if the game needs changing, he is someone that can play there as well, isn't he? Mm. Uh, but, mm. yeah, stick with it. To be, to be honest, if we... Yeah, no continue we'll go through it all <laughs> <laughs> wingbacks williams and toffolo i assume yeah, yeah, yeah so definitely. midfield then i mean obviously mangala's look good o'brien's look good yates is I coming hope, in and look really good Freuler, i hope so, so much mangala isn't fatigued or injured because i absolutely love that bloke and i think he'll be perfect against them i really do i think he's a quality player uh i can't see you know lingard not playing uh, so Morgan Gibbs White for Taiwo maybe, mm. um, and then yeah, O'Brien still. Uh, I feel like he's what more than warranted his spot, and Johnson up front, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think Mangala's all right. I know Sarah Clapson asked the manager afterwards, and he—I think he said it was fatigue again. I think he's just getting yeah. up to speed. You watch Bundesliga football a lot. Yeah. Is, it, is it slower than the Premier League? Is it less physically intense? <laughs> I always, I always. Uh, found it similar to to the championship i did honestly feel like the quality was like ours i mean obviously the dortmund munich game is a different kettle of fish but um yeah i, I still think it's a quick league i mean you've got players like jude bellingham in there it's not it's not a league to be uh to be frowned upon so i don't think it'll be that as much i think it's just getting used to the the, the thing is with forest as well and the new players I think they've had to realise just how big a deal it is for this club. It's not like your Fulham's coming back up and starting, oh, this is nice, is it? Every single game so far has felt like that playoff semi-final. It's just meant so much the crowd have been on it. And I'm sure that does take a little bit out of the players as well. So, yeah, they'll soon get used to it. And if it is just fatigue with Mangala and he's fully fit, he starts every game at the minute for me. So, Freuler and Yates still on the bench, you think? Yeah, although Freuler, I loved. I really did. I, I think he's a player that will be starting. And it's one of them. Who does he come in for? It really is. You know, we're going to get knocks and we, we're going to get fatigue this early in the season. So, they, they will get their chance. And I imagine someone like Freuler, when he's in, he, he stays in. But then Yates again last night. Every, 
everyone's ready to say, oh, there's no space for Yates. And he just keeps proving people wrong. I know it's leagued to opposition, and but he had the captain's armband on. He was so forward thinking, not the Yates of two seasons ago. The Yates of today gets the ball, passes it forward, gets in a position to shoot and score. You know, when he was crying out for that ball from Dennis, both hands in the air. And what a volley, what a take it was. And he does score goals. So he's definitely a player that's in and around our starting eleven. Mm. And then just lastly, I know you touched on the strikers before, but I suppose you've got Awanee to make life hard for their back three, mm. or you've got the energy and movement of Gibbs White, Lingard and Johnson, or maybe Dennis as well in the mix. Would you you go with the energy to start with and then maybe throw Tyro on or Dennis yeah. on? Gibbs White, Lingard and Johnson. I like the sound of that. And then if we are trying to protect something, Tywo's the perfect guy for that. He really is. So, yeah, I think, um, again, he's a player who will be a starter, whether he is on Sunday or not. If he was named on that starting eleven on Sunday, I'd be delighted. There's not many players at the minute where if they start on this team, you go, oh, no, why are they doing that? And we've always been used to, to that, haven't they? There's, there's probably 16 starters ready to go, isn't they, at the minute? What do you make of Gibbs White at Everton? Everyone's, I haven't asked you about it. Everyone's talked him up. Did he look bright? Yeah. <laughs> when he did that thing, he battled the ball back and got it down the, the left wing. The crowd took a massive breath in. Like, mm. wow, that's, that's what we've bought. It was like straight away that the price was justified, especially when you see the silly money going around. Is it Gordon for Everton at the minute? Yeah, uh, you start to understand yeah. that this could be a very good deal for Forrest. And yeah, he looked very good. And I'd be amazed if he doesn't start on Sunday. Right. I think we shall leave it there. Uh, thanks to everyone who watched along and dropped lots of comments in. Someone's trolling you in the comments, who I think must know you. So we can talk about that afterwards, talking about dance moves or something. Um, but lots of good comments, which I do appreciate. And I'm waffling to Phil for that. Because I said I'd read out good reviews. And someone left a good five-star review on uh, iTunes. And it was producer Brian. So thanks for that. Uh, if you do, leave a lovely review. Uh, that obviously helps us, and I'll read your name out on the podcast. And obviously, if you like YouTube, uh, do like and subscribe as we're pushing past 4,000 subscribers. We're getting way more views for video, so do subscribe if you're watching this and you're not already subscribed. Great. Thank you very much. No, I enjoyed it again. Cheers, Matt. Good stuff. Thank you. We'll be back on Monday talking about the Spurs game, hopefully with David Prutton, although TBC, but if not, it'll be someone else and either Greg, Mikey or Temps, hopefully. So in the meantime, enjoy your week and enjoy the game on Sunday and we'll see you soon. <laughs>